This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Her father uh, was the veteran, and uh, according to the laws for Civil War veterans at the time, uh, if a Civil War veteran died and uh, had a family left over, you know, his widow, his orphan, uh, as the VA motto goes, uh, the the pension would fall to them. And so when Moe's triplet, uh, he died in, I believe, um, 1938 at age 92. But uh, a decade before, at age 83, he had a baby uh, with a young woman, uh, his second wife, who was 34. And uh, so Irene Triplett, the pensioner, she she was eight years old when her father died. And uh, she lived to the ripe old age of 90. Uh, so naturally, the government still, you know, follows the law and takes care of the orphan. And that's how Irene Triplett earned $73.13 a month. Wow, uh, seventy three thirteen a month. I'm just flabbergasted by the timeline. So let me just back it up. The father, uh, sure. most triplet, had a child at eighty three. I mean, Larry King, we understand, but this, I mean, uh, <laughs> this is beyond the. How did that happen? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, uh, and who was the woman, the bride in this case, and uh, how did that come about? This arrangement. Well, her name was Hall, and uh, this, in the early 30s, we're talking about the Great Depression. And so uh, Civil War pensioners, uh, were there were a lot still around. And I, I guess from a lot of my research, uh, I guess it was fairly common uh, for young women to, uh, you know, get with an older Civil War pensioner. They take, get taken care of. The Civil War pensioner uh, also gets taken care of in his old age and, uh, you know, Things happen. Uh, you fall in love. Uh, uh, you have babies, and that that <laughs> happened there, I imagine. Um, but you know, uh, Irene and her mother didn't have uh, a really great life, uh, so uh, they suffered from a lot of mental issues. And you know, Moe's triplet was supposedly not the easiest guy to get along with. Uh, he kept pet rattlesnakes and was known to be kind of ornery. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so she had. Well, a- but, but hang on. This stood him in good stead, if I've got the story right, because, I mean, he had actually uh, started out as a Confederate, became a member of the Union and uh, the Union forces, but he was from North Carolina, which, you know, in some parts of that state, uh, they're still fighting the Civil War. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe keeping pet rattlesnakes was out of necessity <laughs> as much as anything. Uh, but tell us how then he turned out uh, on the right side of history, which, of course, uh, led to this story and as history would have it, uh, where his daughter still qualified for a pension up until last month. Uh, how did he end up on the right side of history? You know, it's funny you mentioned, you kind of implied that North Carolina seems like a state divided. Uh, in some ways, even during the Civil War, it was. Uh, Mose was part of the 26th North Carolina, and on their way to Gettysburg, uh, he got sick, and he, he was in a field hospital during the battle, and 92% of his unit was wiped out. So it actually ended up being a good thing, and uh, that he was, that for him at least, that he was sick. And uh, so once he got word that uh you know his unit had been wiped out he deserted and for whatever reason he may have wanted uh, self-preservation or um he just saw the writing on the wall uh he rejoined as a deserter he rejoined the union army as a deserter but he still went to a north carolina unit the uh the third north carolina mounted infantry and they they wreaked havoc behind confederate lines um in tennessee 
so as a consequence, after the Civil War, uh, he's still in North Carolina. I'm sure some of the locals might not have taken too kindly to the fact that, you know, he was a Yankee. Uh, I imagine not. Uh, you know, uh, at the end of the Civil War, uh, if feelings were, uh, feelings were probably even more so tense than they are now. Um, that was there. I can't speak for it. But, uh, yeah, I imagine that he, he felt the need to carry a gun on his porch and have pet rattlesnakes. <laughs> right. And his daughter, Irene Triplett, died last month at the age of 90, receiving the Civil War pension. $73.13. Was that like in, adjusted for inflation for contemporary times, or what What did that start out being? Do you know? Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, the $73.13 was the pension given to him in 1865, and for 155 years every month, they paid out $73.13. It was a pretty good pension back then, though. Well, yeah, I was going to say, and uh, but this was a Union pension. I don't know if the Confederate soldiers got anything because uh, the dissolution of their government kind of led everything to... I, they, they probably wouldn't have qualified for any kind of uh, compensation. Uh, am I right about that? Uh, no, I don't believe they got any kind of compensation for themselves, no. Yeah, just trying to do the math quickly in my head. Over a, 135 years, or 135 years, at 7313 per month i mean if you do the math you know it's 800 roughly uh, give or take just over on a, an annual basis <laughs> so you're getting a fair chunk of change at the end of it uh all accrued to her benefit uh so now when we've got irene triplet uh she has passed i heard she was a feisty old gal herself uh, chewed tobacco and the like and uh maybe took a you know chip off the old block the ornery old man was that right well, what they say about her was that, uh, yeah, she did chew tobacco and she enjoyed Dr. Pepper. Uh, there's a, uh, a group called the Sons of uh, Union Soldiers or Sons of Union Veterans, and uh, they, they wore black armbands when she died. They might still be, but uh, a couple of Civil War buffs would come by and, and hook her up with Dr. Pepper and tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> How patronizing. But, you know, it's interesting because uh, for many, the Civil War, as I was saying earlier, rather glibly, that uh, they're still fighting it in certain precincts down there in the Deep South, although North Carolina was divided correctly, as you say. I remember there was a reenactment maybe back in the 60s. Somebody was uh, saying it was a historical piece. They did a reenactment of Pickett's Charge. There were some veterans still lingering around, or maybe it was in the 40s. Pardon me for the timeline, but uh, the reenactment of Pickett's Charge, which was a very, very emotional thing because so much history had passed. But these were people from the respective sides, although they were aged men now in their late 80s or 90s. Do you recount any of that? I don't, but that's entirely possible. I believe the last uh, Union Civil War veteran uh, passed in 1955, so uh, the Civil War uh, enlistee was around to see uh, the atomic age. Yeah, it's a remarkable development uh, as we've come all this way, and yet uh, in many instances not. There's, uh, again, uh, maybe a historical look back looking to redress some of these things. What is your take? I mean, when it comes to, and I mean, uh, I'm putting you on the spot now, but uh, these monuments now that are considered inappropriate for the time, there's even a report today that some of the military bases in the U.S. that have names of generals from the Civil War era may have to be renamed. Uh, as you know, I don't even know about Confederate grave sites and things like that. Uh, is it appropriate to address these things through a contemporary lens? I think uh, if you if you look at our readership on military.com, the the opinions 
seems to be overwhelmingly in favor of renaming the bases, moving on, uh, taking down these things. Um, there are always going to be people who uh, claim that uh, Confederate history is American history and it should be included as a part of our history. Uh, I don't really, I don't really ascribe to that, but uh, there are some who genuinely believe that. Uh, and I think that it, you know, I, I, I think that the bases should probably be renamed. I don't know that it's going to happen. The Army has seemed uh, hesitant and resistant in, in past years, and even now the president seems uh, hesitant and resistant towards that. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a divisive issue among people here. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.